We're going live. You are now on air. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, wherever you are joining us from. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast Live. It is Wednesday, the 19th of December, 2018. Huge episode, episode number 70, and I am Edwin Frondozo. The Business Leadership Podcast Live is a live call-in radio show where I speak to business leaders, subject matter experts, thought leaders, to discuss the latest innovations, current events, or best practices that will help you personally and professionally grow. This episode is brought to you by Slingshot VoIP, a leader in business voice AI technologies that help companies understand what the customers are saying when they are calling in. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Really excited to introduce my co-host today. Uh, his name is Dave Rogers. Dave um, and I actually met a couple months ago at a mastermind that I was speaking at, and he, I was really interested to talk with him because not only was he an international business person, he was an author, and it was something that that I wanted to talk with. I was really intrigued by authors, and, and I probably have more to come in the new year about writing books and stuff like that, but really happy to have him here um, because he, he has very – passionate uh, by sharing his knowledge. Um, as mentioned, he's a best-selling author. He's also a certified coach, business consultant with philanthropic uh, techniques that has seen him become a leading voice in the field of conscious entrepreneurship, heart-centric leadership, and personal development. So today, one thing that we connected on early on was 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 business development, actually. So we thought it would be an amazing topic um, to talk about BD. Uh, specifically the three C's where he talks about. And what we're going to talk about is like connecting, collaborating, and co-creating. Uh, so if you are joining us live, please say hi. Let us know where you're listening us from. If you have any questions, just type it into the browser directly into the comments, and we will get to that. And if you do have any success stories about uh, business development, we'd love to have you join us live. Just let us know Dave, happy Wednesday. How are you doing today? Edwin, doing fantastic. Uh, great intro and uh, welcome to all of our listeners around the world. And as you correctly said, it could be morning, afternoon or evening that people are listening today. So it's a, it's a great opportunity to, to uh, share some BD with you today. I know that one of the things that was great was we met at an event and uh, this is a part of the connection that uh, we're talking about today. Yeah, I mean that, that that's almost a that's almost like a a great starting point in terms of connections. I don't know if you wanted to share uh, like in terms of how we connected, or I I mean I almost want to jump in in terms of the things that you write about it, and maybe we could go from there. Um, like what what is Entrepreneur X Factor about? I mean that's something that you write about and talk about all the time. Well, actually, uh, Entrepreneur X Factor was an idea uh, business partner and I came up with. Uh, he was in New Zealand. I was living in Singapore. And at the time, this was about five, six years ago, we noticed uh, when I was going to events that people were giving presentations or pitches and, and being able to raise 100, 200, 500, a million dollars. And so when we were discussing in, in about November, October of that year, we were saying, what would be a real wow that could be added into our events for the following year? Hmm. One of the things that we came up with, we have to help, we have to work on helping people pitch. Because if you get a good pitch, which again, combines this idea of being able to connect with your audience, potential look for ways to leverage the value in the audience and also with yourself, you can possibly raise money very, very quickly. And so 
Entrepreneur X Factor was born out of collaboration and, and sharing creativity and then putting together a program that allowed people to come to an event, pitch their business and possibly raise money. I mean, that's, you know, it's the, the true story, Dave. I just had a call um, about an hour ago about putting together some type of pitch event across Ontario because uh, for those who don't know, I, I'm, I'm a sort of a regional director for a national organization called Startup Canada and a couple of partners are, are talking about putting together fun pitch events because not only what you're saying is the more you pitch, the better you get at it, right? Um, so I, I love where you started with that in terms of pitching. So so with these events, what did you learn? Like, were, were these events around people with an idea or no idea? Or, or, or what did you see the most success out of it? Well, that was what was beautiful about it. Because one of the things that we did is we traveled around the world. We went to more than 20 countries. We ran the event in more than 30 cities. And it was absolutely fantastic because some of them would, would, would uh, be small events, could be 20, 30 people. And some of them got up to be a couple hundred people. And we would prepare people with the opportunity that they could pitch. And it could be a totally a new idea. It could be an existing business. And they would be pitching for different things. Because sometimes if you're looking to pitch for people or you're looking to pitch for resources or you're looking to pitch for new clients, there's different ways that you can pitch. And, and the skill of pitching, you're absolutely right when you say you have to practice it. It's a skill. So you're not going to be perfect the first time. And that's what, again, many people mess up is that they've got a million dollar pitch and they've only practiced once. Well, what this was, was an opportunity where they could pitch, they could get feedback. And I think that was the beautiful thing about our program, which was a half day program or possibly a full day program. They would get feedback on their pitching. And so they could get some fine tuning. And it was very positive in the fact that you watch 15 or 20 people pitch for one to three minutes, but then you would also get up there and get feedback. And that was something that was really uh, exciting about doing it. And we, we had people as, as young as 12 years old win the Ireland uh, Entrepreneur X Factor, for instance. And we had somebody who was like 76 years old win the New Zealand one. So it was quite fascinating that didn't really matter on, on, on your age and your experience. Uh, the skill of pitching, I think even Warren Buffett says that is the skill that he would be encouraging most young people right now to really work on is their pitching ability. Yeah, and and I just wanted to bring it back to the topic and and how relevant you know understanding your pitch and going through these types of pitch training because when you are doing business development, uh, and I'd love to get your your feedback. I know for me, um, a lot of it is really understanding your pitch, but not only that, and this might come back to to where you see the three C's is 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 how you connect, right? And and how you could collaborate. Because I know knowing your pitch, doing BD, specific business development is like, yeah, I know my pitch, but when do I pitch it, right? So it depends what you're pitching for, right? So if I'm doing business development for a new enterprise account, for example, I think I just need to connect with Dave first and see what he's all about and really what moves him right before I pitch anything. Well, that's what, again, this idea of connection is when you're pitching or you're sharing or you're, you're doing business development, it, it, it is really important to connect with that person. And so when you're pitching a different, maybe four or five people, you, you've got to make your pitch entertaining or engaging to the different people. And, and different people, as you know, uh, we, we, we respond differently. There's some people who do want to see the, the 10 times growth in the next two years. And there's some people that want to see the team development. Some people want to see the technology. And there's some people want to make sure the accounting is, is straight. So you do need to be curious and you need to ask those questions. And that's, again, a, an embedded C there is to connect. It's often to be curious and to ask questions 
And then you can actually look for ways to create more value for people and then possibly leverage that value as, as you're doing here with creating a platform that allows people to leverage their value around the world. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and, and for me, and just, uh, uh, before I get into that point, Dave, uh, if you're just joining us live, what we're talking about is it's it's a pretty big topic, but it, it we wanted to talk about business development, specifically around connections, collaborating, being curious, understanding who you're talking to. And we were talking about pitch events specifically, um, the X Factor pitch events, um, and, and how pitching is a skill. So if you have any questions about pitching or business development, let us know. Be happy to to address your question first and foremost, because me and Dave, I know when we met, we could probably talk on forever. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened is again, there was this connection and then we, we, we had an energetic and then what was really great about the way that you set it up is, is you've got a, a great number of funnels. And so you actually can bring people your collaboration through a series of steps to, to almost filter people who are maybe just a little bit of fluff versus people who, who really want to connect and unwilling to, to go through a process. And, and that's, again, with collaboration, it, it's, it does take some effort to build a system to make that work. Well, I, I'm glad you, <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I mean, me coming into the end of the year and see, you know, looking, I'm finally, you know, things are finally slowing down in terms of work, Dave. And I'm sure you could tell me how this worked in your world in your life or your business. I mean, I'm just going and the outside world is like, Edwin, you're doing so great. You're doing so well. And I haven't really stopped this year to look back and see where where I've gone or what I've taken or, or how I was able to build these systems that allows me to collaborate with more thought leaders and share the ideas. And ultimately, Dave, it's because I'm curious. I'm curious about Dave and what he learned, right? I want to know what did what you know what is your skill when it comes to business development and i'm always so happy to share it and and uh, and i'm really blessed for that so thank you for that um it, it was just a little insight and because i'm just finally getting into that you know 2019 what's happening right <laughs> well it's beautiful again one of the exercises i tend to encourage people the entrepreneurs that i work with or even business partners that i work with or even someone i just might meet on the street is is this idea of reflect back 2018 Look at 2018. What were some of your successes? What were some of your high points? What were some of your low points? And to reflect back and to allow yourself to breathe through that experience and then reflect back and then manifest forward. Like, again, have some of your, your plans or your dreams or your visions for 2019. And this is just a, such a beautiful time to, to take that, that time to write down some things and to, to vision board a little bit and allow yourself also to really pat yourself on the back. Again, Edwin, I think, again, looking at your, your podcast and that you've had a pretty successful year. And again, it might not seem like that if you're putting out fires throughout the, the Christmas holidays, New Year's holidays, yet that's a big part of, of having sustainability and, and being able to, to recharge yourself for 2019. Exactly. Exactly. Um, got a question from the audience, uh, Dave, uh, it's from pink cat. Anonymous, thanks for listening, Pink Cat. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Uh, um, question is, does the Pareto, uh, I'm terrible with pronunciation, Pareto ratio 80-20 apply in business development? And if so, how do you use it? Actually, I, I think it's been, been taking up to 90-10 these days. It's it's such, well, sometimes now, if you, if you connect with somebody, the possibilities to leverage 
uh, can really just take your your whole business to to a whole new level. In in Entrepreneur X Factor, the book we looked at was you have a baseline, and that's sort of the regular things you do in business. And then to plan out your next year, you want to have a stretch that's taking your business and maybe growing at thirty to fifty percent. And then you have your grand slam, and that's where if you get an idea or you get a a, a real a hot idea that catches on, it could be ten times your business. And that's the, sort of what's happening right now in, in business development. Yeah, you want to have a, a bit of a, a baseline in your in your regular business development. Then you want to have these stretch goals and you want to have some of these grand slam goals. And the grand slam these days are are what really excites you about just really allowing your business to grow at a, at a pace that might shock you. And, and then you really do need to come back and slow down a little bit to put in the systems to allow that multiplication or scaling to happen. Yeah. Um, if you're just joining us live, we're talking about business development. The question was uh, how how the Pareto, uh, the Pareto ratio, eighty twenty, apply. So for for the benefits of those who may not know this ratio and how you apply it, even to a ninety ten, Dave, what are your quick thoughts on that? Well, again, it's it's where we for me, it's about allocating time. And it's, again, time is our most valuable asset, as as you know, uh, Edwin. And it's it's like, where are you putting your time? And and I guess the, the invitation to our listeners today is, you if you haven't recently done a a time check, it'd be really good to just monitor for a week where is your time going, and be honest, because with a lot of the technology these days and a lot of the technology to improve productivity and efficiency, still many people don't know where their time's going. And again, when you talk about YouTube and you talk about Netflix and people are saying, I'm so busy, I don't have any time. And if they were to do this scale of where their time is going, they might find that three to five hours a day is going to areas that just aren't very productive. And you so- know, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an interesting and you don't even have to do it for a week. Um, yeah. I, I just did this exercise, David. I want to share this because it was pretty powerful. And um, uh, it was given by, to my, by my performance, my high performance coach. He said, uh, Okay, let's let's track down what you do and how you do it. But rather than sticking to a calendar or whatnot, and you want to do it within the flow of the workday, if I'm on a podcast, for example, I'm on a task right now with Dave. But as soon as I'm done my task, I'm going to write down what task I'm doing and what time I'm doing it at. And then if I do that, for example, and I'm doing uh, research, for example, and I do that for 10 minutes. And then I'm going to do go for a coffee. So I'm going to write going for a coffee, two, 220. And if you do that for one day, anyone listening, even Dave, do this. Mm-hmm. It's pretty powerful. Like Because it, you, you, I'm not interrupting you. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just changing a task. Have a little piece of paper that you walk around with. And just write down the task that you're doing now. And what time it is, and it, it's pretty surprising what will come out of it. So you know, you could just imagine what you said: Netflix and YouTube and email. And okay, nine oh one, checking email. Nine oh two, checking Facebook. Nine oh three, going to Reddit.com. Like <laughs> it, it might get crazy if you did that exercise. It is a crazy exercise, and I really do invite people to experiment <laughs> or come up with a variation that that gives them an indication of where their time's going because it really is a self awareness exercise, and I love it. I, I've been experimenting and and playing with that one for years, and I really 
agree with you very much. When you do it, you, you get a big aha that where your time is going and and how much micro management, like you're like you're saying, by minute or by ten minutes. I love to to actually divide days up into like two hour blocks or three hour blocks, but that's just the way that I I'm macro managing my life these days. Yet at different times, when I was a bond trader, again we used to be like really focused on those one minute and two minutes because when you do a trade, you're fully committed to that that minute <laughs> that oh, yeah, no, second <laughs> no no 100 so so that micro um tracking it was an exercise that was suggested just to do it for one day just to give you insight um like i do i do time blocking as well so it helps me but ultimately if you time block an hour i mean dave you could probably maybe maybe you'll agree with me if you give yourself one hour to do something it will take you one hour to do it but if you give yourself 50 16 minutes and 20 seconds you could probably do the same amount of work <laughs> in that amount of time right like you you're able to complete whatever you need to do in the time you allocate it right so um it's just it's just it's just very interesting so if you're just joining us live we came we went from business development to time management which is all the same thing in terms of uh in terms of uh you know being successful i i wanted to just change just i mean just because i'm curious as well um, Dave, like what inspired you to explore business globally? I mean, you, you, you were born and raised in Canada, right? But you, you lived in the business international for a long time. That's right. Uh, born and bred in Toronto, uh, Mississauga. Uh, and then in the 1980s, I was very, again, I love, I love the international business. I wanted to be rich. And at the time, Japan was the economic superpower. So as a, a university student, I really wanted to go to Japan. And, and I, when I first Put it out there. Applied for a few scholarships. Uh, didn't get them. Uh, I finally got the opportunity to go to Japan on an internship program through my uh, my graduate program at McMaster, and it was a, just a fantastic opportunity. Uh, I, I wanted to figure out uh, how to make as much money as possible as fast as possible. That was sort of in my twenties, and I was lucky uh, again. Uh, lucky to get the opportunity to get a job there. Lucky to to have a, a boss who was very creative and and innovative and gave me an opportunity to go there as an intern and, and set up an internship program for one of the largest uh, Canadian banks. And it's just something that really fueled uh, my interest in in cross culture business, uh, looking to build bridges. And at the time, it was very surprising. Our bank, our Canadian bank, only had like a handful of Japanese speakers. And this is when Japan was the economic superpower of the world. Mm -hmm. And so we started a, a cross border where some of our young people could go to Japan and some of the young Japanese could come to Canada. And it was the start of something that really lit the, the fuel. And I, I, I went for, for six months and ended up doing my first in, uh, program in, in Japan for about seven and a half years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Wow. So what brought you back? And I guess me being in Canada for maybe 99% of my life, <laughs> uh, maybe 90, 95% of my life. Um, what, what, what's surprising you in terms of business and entrepreneurship, you know, coming back here now? Well, again, Edwin, I, I think it, it is a, it's a different um, world here. It, it's, it, it is surprising for me because I think even back in my banking days, I really did have this feeling that many Canadians have a view of, of Toronto and Canada to be the, the center of uh, the, the world. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's a, just a, a natural thing is you, you tend to, to focus on uh, your place as being the, the epicenter. 
And it's funny because I, I was driving yesterday and you see sort of a population of Toronto, I think it's about 1.95 million people. And then some of these cities that I, uh, after Japan, I moved to Hong Kong and then uh, Singapore. And we're going into cities like Jakarta, that's like 13 to 15 million people. Uh, it, it's Japan's got like 17, 18, uh, Tokyo's got 17, 18 million people. So the scale is just so different. Uh, and I, I like it. Again, it's, it, it is a curious thing. And I'm not sure where I'm going to go. I've recently come back after 32 years of being abroad. Wow. <laughs> and I, the reverse culture shock is quite something. Uh, but it's I real. It's real, right? <laughs> <laughs> I've been going to some events here and I went to a, a beautiful lean in event for women equality and in, in quality in the workplace. And again, there, there is an there is a vibe here that people do want to make a difference and they, they, they want to they want to contribute. And I, I do like that. And it's something that I'll see if there's going to be ways that I can dip my toe here yet. Also expand the idea of doing business globally where we can really get the scale. And I'm, I'm curious about some of the new businesses, whether it's in fintech or, or like what you're doing also with education and, and connecting. And then there's a whole cannabis market that could be a phenomenal export for Canada too. So I'm, I'm curious on what's going to occur in 2019 and very excited because, again, the thing that Toronto or Canada has is, is a, a real interest to, to connect, to collaborate, and to co-create. And that's something that I, I, I've, I've almost got tattooed on my, uh, my behind. <laughs> no way, really? <laughs> That could be a TMI. Too much information. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, just bringing it back uh, for those who are just joining us, we're talking about business development. I, I, Dave, I want to get your point of view, especially international experience you have. Is like, like I know we talked about connection, collaborate, and, and co-create. But what, what is the most important aspect within business development uh, that you feel? Uh, business development. Well, it's funny. We in in the book on the Entrepreneur X Factor book, we really had four components that are the pillars of entrepreneurship. And one is, which I, again, I find with with the way you ask questions, it, it helps people get clarity. And when you ask questions and you help people get clarity, you're adding value to them right away. Mm -hmm. And then when <laughs> <Thank> you, you. <laughs> when you when you bring that next component is actually being present. When you're being present, like right now, when when we're having this call. We're listening to each other's words. We're actually being present. If, if we were off playing video games and, and doing five other things, we wouldn't be present. And you do see this in networking sometimes that people are, are talking to you, yet they're looking all around it, and they're not being present. And so in connecting, it really is about have, helping people get clarity, being present, asking great questions. And then if you can collaborate with people who help your unique ability, and this was a big part of X Factor for helping people and working with people to allow them to really use their unique ability or their X Factor. And if you do that with people, then you're, you're getting into the possibility of creating great teams. And as you know, as an entrepreneur, one of our key things as a, as a CEO or a COO is to orchestrate so that the people on our team can be playing the position that they're best suited to play. And that's something that's exciting in business. If, if in your partnerships, you're getting people doing what they love to do, and then you're, you're never worried about people just interested to work nine to five, they're actually going to work nine to nine or even in two or three in the morning because they love what they're doing. Yeah, no, that's right. I mean, it, that, that's an important part in terms of a lot of uh, the insight I get from my, from my interviews uh, with, uh, with business leaders, entrepreneurs, um, 
it's it's really getting is really leading right and, and really understanding and listening and pre- being present i mean i mean that's that's a little big pet peeve of mine that you mentioned going to, going to events and uh you know people talking to you but not really talking to you so like i don't I, like i don't even get why you're here <laughs> mm. well you notice this right away but what, what's interesting is that especially because when you're zooming in on a call like we're having right now it's like we're really listening. We're also we're we're at, we're looking to ask the next question because we're curious and we're really being present. And the, the level and the depth of that conversation can be could could be one of the greatest experiences for that person during the day. And I think that's really a cool skill to not only develop yet also just a great way to live one's life is what we do put things aside and we just be so present. We be we be interested. We be engaged. Yet I think getting back to your question, there is this key element, and that's authenticity. Mm-hmm. Are we being authentic? Authentic when we're asking the questions. Are we really interested? And I think that's what comes across on on your podcast because I've listened to them, and it's just like when uh, I've listened to a number of them that where you're really asking because you're really interested, and that's that is that is partly a skill that is not really trained or taught in school. Yet, boy, should it be like it's definitely something that. I'm really encouraging and in the schools that I'm associated with and, and the entrepreneur schools that I'm working with in Malaysia is that we really work with the, the kids to be present and then curious and then excited <laughs> about what they're learning. That's, that's actually really interesting. And uh, I really, I really, I really like that in terms of um, listening skills because I can't remember any time that anyone ever taught me listening skills. Like, um, I mean, if you ask my sister, I, I have I have terrible listening skills or or memory for for that matter, but 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 I mean where I've gone and where I've gone with my career, I understand and I've been told now that uh, my ability to listen could be one of my natural superpowers, right? But isn't but we could all be trained to do it, and I had to focus in and and really listen. But I'm a good listener, but I don't like. I'd love to, like what you said, I'd love to learn more or how do we engage um, children? I have a two and a half year old daughter. How do I train her to become good listeners? I mean, obviously she'll never listen to me. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, but it's like that. that's the best, smartest people in the world know how to listen, right? Um, and it, and it's, it was just the point that you were talking about in terms of like we need to train that and that's how you want to, you know, really understand and teach entrepreneurs wherever they are. How to listen? Well, the the other thing again about your two and a half year old, because my my little guy is now eighteen and he's uh, studying at uh, Rotman now, and one of the keys is that we're willing to play with them. And mm-hmm. so, some of the top entrepreneurs that I've met, they're looking always at their business as as a play, and there's there's an element of an orchestration conducting, yet they're playing at the team. And so there's a sports metaphor, yet with a two-year-old, it's like, get down on the ground and roll around. And what you're going to hear, what you're going to see, what you're going to feel is totally different than if you're sitting there lecturing. That's right. And so it's that playfulness. And, and what you do here, it's, it's like when you get into some of the uh, areas of, of real self-awareness and developing your, your senses, uh, your sensitivity, it's, they, they often talk about seeing with your, your nose or hearing with your eyes or feeling with your your uh, third eye, and so there is developing our senses way beyond what we've ever think is possible. And I thought that's what again many entrepreneurs have is an intuition that they've really honed, and it's often through playing. 
could be music or sports or or an activity that gives them this this sixth sense. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. If you're just <laughs> joining us live, what we're talking about is is I mean the, the overall topic was business development, but what it comes down to and what we're discovering is really listening and, and how we listen and, and be present, as Dave mentioned. So if you do have any any last minute questions, let us know if you're live at, and we'll definitely get to it. If you're catching this on the replay. Uh, and you do have questions, I'd love to hear from you. Um, just reach out to me at edwin at thebusinessleadership.com. If you have a question for Dave, let me know, and I'll, I'll make sure he gets he gets back to you. <laughs> um, Dave, I'd love to get any final thoughts, observations, ideally some actionable recommendations that you could instill some wisdom to the to the listeners out there when it comes to business development. Well, actually, uh, it's it's this idea of stepping outside of our comfort zones. Mm -hmm. uh, there's an element that, that part of our growth and part of our real uh, leadership, it's when we work on our skills, yet we're also willing to step outside of our comfort zones. So it's like when you, before you started to do podcasts, there must've been some fear or, or uncertainty. And I'd, I'd love you to share a little bit about the way that you did that because that's something that I was curious about before I started today yet. I think it's very relevant that if you were to share what were some of the, the, the fears you might've had yet, what was your strategy to get through it? And I think that's very relevant in business development because in many ways this is business development because you're sharing ideas, you're, you're creating interest, you're uh, engaging possibilities and some of your best leads might actually come from the, the podcast that you've been doing. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Thanks for asking. Um, probably the last. Uh, I'm gonna try to make this as short as possible. <laughs> but I really worked on when I launched my tech startup into around 2011 or 12. I understood the need to get better speak, but to become a better speaker and get the idea of becoming a better public speaker. So a couple of things that I did do to sort of break out of it. And having said that, I think naturally, and this is just some insight and in, in, of finding out who I am from this year is like maybe I was always this outgoing, but it was just the confidence I'd grown. So let's talk about confidence. So confidence comes with understanding your skill. So I actually joined the Toastmasters to learn the structure of speaking, to learn how to be concise in what you're saying, stick to the point. So I did that for many years, uh, almost, almost just in the last 12 months is when I stopped doing it. And before the podcast, I don't, I mean, this is coming a bit more when people ask me now, but about a year and a half before I launched a podcast, I didn't know I was going to do a podcast yet, Dave, mm -hmm. but I thought I got to be comfortable being in front of a camera doing things live and putting it out to the internet. So what I did for a year straight, I did these, and this is before, if anyone is um, listening and sees all these like video things on LinkedIn and people telling their story and just trying to make things viral. This was before all this stuff and live and all this stuff. I was videotaping myself and videotaping is aging myself. I was recording myself uh, doing daily diaries, about three, three minute videos, Dave, mm -hmm. twice, twice a week. Just to say, hey, this week, oh, I, we just found out my wife, we're pregnant, you know, we're expecting a child, and my business is this and that. I would every day, every twice a week, put this iPad there, I mounted it, and just post it onto YouTube. And 
I didn't get a lot of views. Whatever the fact is, my friends would see it um, because it would go on Facebook as well. So it was constant. And it allowed me to, I did it for two reasons, to get comfortable talking and putting it out there, putting myself out there, and and to see if I have the discipline to do something like that. So I did 100 of those, more than 100. And at about the same time, about the 100th or so, I was already thinking about the podcast. So that's how I got better at it. But becoming a better interview, if you listen to my first couple, maybe I'm more critic. Maybe I'm more. I'm the b- biggest critic, but I still think I was interviewer. You know, quote unquote interviewer. Ed, when now I'm more, I'm just me again. So it's it's. I just think it's doing the reps ultimately. I agree 100%, uh, Edwin. In fact, both of us, uh, Toastmasters, uh, let's do a big shout out to Toastmasters. Yeah. I, I went from being somebody who was petrified of public speaking to somebody who took 17 years to go to Toastmasters, yet when I did, it totally changed my life. And I went from being a banker who was petrified of speaking to within six months giving a speech to the Minister of Finance in Indonesia. And then within another two months, I was the MC for Robert Kiyosaki in front of five and a half thousand people in Singapore. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And, and- and ultimately, the reps and being around people who are learning yes. with you, right? And so when I come back to Canada after being away for 30 years, the first thing I've done is I've actually gone to Toastmasters about nine times um, in here in Brampton and, and in Toronto. And it's it's something to, again, public speaking, interviewing. And again, you might get people saying, to you, oh, you're so natural, Edwin. They, they don't know that uh, you've put in the reps and you put in the time. And that's the thing that I invite people here who might be listening to us about business development. It's about putting the reps. It's about putting the time. It's about having some discipline. It's about uh, having a feedback loop that allows you to get better. And so that's what's, I think, a really nice takeaway from today's chat is that there is an element of, of that hard work that we found a way to make it fun play. <laughs> yes, That's right. It is. It is something that allows a skill to be developed. No, it's. Uh, I love it. Shout out to Toastmasters. But yeah, <laughs> you know, make make that muscle memory, man. Um, pitch. The more you pitch, the more you'll know. The more you connect with people, the better you get at connecting. The more you interview people, the more you listen, the better you get at listening. But uh, Dave. It's always a pleasure. I, you know, really appreciate your time today, sharing your knowledge. I'd love it if you could share where we could find more information about you, the work you're doing, or anything else you'd like to share with us today. Well, again, it's it's something that uh, I'm being back uh, to Canada right now. I'd, I'd love to have an opportunity to meet with some groups. Uh, I just was in India doing uh, yoga. I became a, Yoda, uh, a certified yoga instructor over the last month because it's a com- combination of wellness and business, social entrepreneurship are things that I'm really passionate about. And I've noticed that a lot of people are extremely stressed. And, and one of the things that I absolutely love to, to explore is something good stress versus bad stress. And, and stress can actually be a really great thing if you make it your friend. And so I do have a small little website called Dave at DaveRogers.net. Or that's my, actually the, the uh, website would be DaveRogers.net. And uh, I, I'll, I'll be looking to connect with more people in, in Canada and Toronto and, and possibly look for further collaborations. And if there's ways that I can assist you and the team uh, uh, rolling out some pitching, uh, I'd love to be involved in something like that. Hey, you might actually hear from me, man. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I, I have a lot of projects in 2019, but I'm more of the uh, orchestrator right now, <laughs> connecting people. That's so, a great thing for, again, to build a business. It really is to, to figure out a way that that collaboration, that co-creation can really take to the next level. And that's where you you really can get a 10 times your business by finding ways to do that. 
Yeah. So, but one thing you just mentioned, and, and this is going to definitely be an invite, Dave. Uh, I love, I love how you mentioned uh, that you not only became like a certified yoga instructor, but you know, topics around stress and, and maybe how to leverage stress to do good. That would be an amazing topic that I'd love to discuss on this show um, because it's it's relevant, especially going to the new year or in the in the within the first quarter. So let's let's try to iron down a time that that works for you. And uh, we could talk about that as well. One thing that makes me smile, Edwin, is that before we sort of came on the air today, we talked a little bit about sort of divine guidance. Yes. And I just, again, you mentioning that you have a two and a half year old. I, I just finished a little book called Yoga for Kids. Oh, no way. And I'm definitely going to be sending you off. It's, it's, it's not been totally finished. It's, it's about 95% done yet. I think you'll love it. You know, go through some of the poses with your, your child and, it, it could be a lot of fun. So yeah, yoga for kids. I just put that together and I'll be sending you an advanced copy of that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dave, always a pleasure reconnecting uh, and definitely look forward to some future collaborations with you. But uh, thank you for joining us, uh, joining us today. Uh, thank you so much, Edwin. Continue to do this great work that, uh, that you're really doing in Canada and around the world and look forward to a, a fantastic 2019 for you and your team also. Awesome. We'll talk soon. Thank you. This was the Business Leadership Podcast Live, which is an almost daily show. Happens every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you haven't done so yet, please be sure to check out my podcast. It's called the Business Leadership Podcast, where I sit down with business leaders to discuss their personal journey, their experience on business leadership. New episode drops every Tuesday. You can catch it on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. But that's a wrap, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Have a fantastic week. Edwin signing off.